And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It's showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. drop-in money and broadcast school has really paid off at still smooth productions <laughs> oh big golf huh all right well see you later and the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world i think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and chipotle at st bales What's up, everybody? This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast that you've found, that you've found yourself in. Welcome in, friends. Welcome in, senseless members. The red light is on. The red light means stop thinking. Get a little senseless with me this week. Cause I'm all alone. There's no one here beside me. My problems have all gone. There's no one to deride me. But you gotta have friends. Stop singing! Uh, I am at Walsh Disney. I'm freaking pumped! I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day! This is my hat now! This is totally my hat! On 6-25-2020, this is episode 117. Okay, there you go. Uh, yeah, like I say, it's just me this week. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. Um, and uh, the reason it's just me is, you know, in, in crazy times... Things happen. Uh, Smooth was going to be on this week. We got slammed at work. Uh, you know how, um, you know, with sports coming back, working at the uh, the big apparel place, as we like to call it. We don't like to call it that. He He's a busy man right now. And we like that. Because that means the sports is coming back, which it is. Uh, so, yeah. This week's going to be real quick for you. Uh, since we're not going to do stuff like random thoughts, I, I've given given you that spiel before, um, and there's there's you know not a lot of huge stories. Most of them you guys have heard. Uh, it's just that that we're back. There's an official line to us seeing live sports on TV, which is what we all want to see. So uh, this is going to be a quick one. Try and get try and be efficient with it. Uh, get it get us in and out, but. I do want to cover uh, some baseball stuff, uh, get get some good baseball talk in today, as well as hit a couple different stories in the NFL and the NBA. So, let's dive straight into the podcast in the spirit of being efficient, in the spirit of, uh, uh, at least here, here in the 503, it's going to be a beautiful weekend. So, in that spirit, getting you out into the sunshine and... Uh, you know, letting some UV rays maybe destroy some C-19 strains. That's going to be the theme of the weekend. So let's get you out there, and we'll jump right into the podcast with trivia. Trivia! Trivia! <laughs> trivia, baby! Oh, 
Jeopardy. Gonna make that your final answer? I think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? Okay, last week's question was a PGA, a golf-themed question, and it was, and a money-themed question, actually. Last week's question was, who was the first golfer to reach $1 million in career earnings on the PGA Tour? That was, three, two, one, Arnold Palmer. Uh, it was very interesting. Uh, he was kind of the first one, so he was obviously the first one to get to a million dollars. And he was really in that that era that exploded golf into kind of a money-making opportunity. Um, just wa- watching a old tournament from like 85, with a skins tournament with Palmer and Nicholas and... Um, we had some other, two other guys in there, um, some young bucks trying to, trying to hang on with those two. Uh, but they showed the career earnings. This was after Palmer had retired already. He was in his, gosh, I want to say sixties at this point, something like that. Maybe, maybe late fifties, but he, his career earnings were like 1,200,000. And then they showed Nicholas at the same at, at the same time in his was like four or five million so he had already way surpassed on Arnold Palmer um, and he was at the tail end of his or kind of in the prime of his career so very interesting to see that Arnold Palmer was really the one to kind of be the the trampoline if you will the launch pad for all these golfers today making as much money as they do so uh Rory, everyone else making money on golf. Uh, just thank Arnold. Raise a raise a glass of tea for us, if you will. But let's get on to this week's question, which goes like this. And it fits the theme of most of this podcast, which is some baseball is back, since I had the toughest and most ridiculous road there. But the question is, which MLB team had the best record through the first 60 games in 2019? And we will get to why that is relevant in a minute. Um, but one more time for you. Which MLB team had the best record through the first 60 games in 2019? Find out uh, on 118. But for now, we are going to keep flying and move to the news. I've just been handed an urgent news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the fucking news. News, 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 news. We're news too. Only news told much later. See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Fantastic. I am so sorry. Someone put the story in all capital letters and I, I thought I was supposed to yell it. Go down through the normal rundown, starting with the NFL. Two stories here. Uh, one real, really quick one is half of it you'll care about, maybe. Uh, football nerds will care about half of it. No one cares about. So the first one, Hall of Fame game has been canceled. Yeah, that's the part you don't care about. Here's the part you might care about if you're if you're really into, um, you know, the lore in the history and the... the um, legacy of the game the hall of fame ceremony has been postponed that's it's kind of indefinite right now they they weren't really sure exactly when they're going to be able to have it um but the hall of fame ceremony is a pretty cool ceremony where um you know it's a, a good class of hall of famers this year i believe paul malu is going to be in there so that's always a good one um but they get to give their speeches and just kind of give their story and it's 
it gets a bigger rating than you would generally think, um, mostly because it's an NFL product, and they always do. The Pro Bowl gets watches, people. The Pro Bowl. So, Hall of Fame ceremony, that's been postponed, and also no one cares about the Hall of Fame game. Second story in the NFL, Dak has signed his $31.4 million tender. Um, so this is this has been huge. They've been trying to get a long-term deal done, and Dak uh, was kind of avoid trying to avoid this franchise tag tender. Um, and I don't want to say gave in is not the right word. Uh, decided to to sign this, give himself thirty-one million over thirty-one million guaranteed. Um, so he'll he'll get that. And kind of what I've been hearing is that the reason this finally happened, that, that both, um, that really Dak just said, okay, let's do this for now. Uh, and the Cowboys kind of pushed and said, hey, let's just do this. It's a placeholder. And, and you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna try and screw you here. Is uh, salary cap stuff. Every, every league right now is talking about how the salary cap is going to be affected and uh, see next season and potentially even like we're looking like four seasons down the road potentially that the salary cap is going to be affected by the lack of fans, the um, in some cases shortened seasons or la- or missing season parts of season. So um they came together, the Cowboys in, in Dak's camp. I hate that, calling it a camp, but uh, the his group I like better. Um, they came together and they were just saying, like, look, let's make sure you get some money. <laughs> and uh, it's a good amount of money. It might not be what you want, but let's make sure you get some money. Because we're not exactly sure what, what we're going to be able to do um, and what might happen down the road with our with these upcoming seasons so let's just get you on the books here and we can continue to work on this you know maybe less in the media which is always good for both sides so there you go Dak is in for the Cowboys on to the NBA Vince Carter is out for the NBA he is retiring after 22 years uh, he at first was going to come back, but then we had all this all this craziness. Well, he was in the middle of coming back, um, or excuse me, sorry, he was in the middle of his twenty second year, I believe, and uh, then this craziness happened. So he didn't get to finish it. He was talking about this probably being his last year, um, but yeah, he's officially retired. So we don't get the the you know Kobe Dwayne Wade. Paul Pierce, to an extent, um, goodbye send-off, what, traveling show, which I think he, he super deserves. I mean, this is Vince Carter. This is one of the best ambassadors and, and uh, people and players that this game has seen in a long time. Um, you know, when he was younger, we all watched the highlights and we all thought like the super crazy athletic guy and the dunk contest. He just kind of put all the, those things that real, that athlete kind of put it back on the map, put it center stage again. I think uh, really revived 
that kind of explosive style to us, the high flyer, and made it an interest for our generation of basketball. And we have not fallen out of love with it since. He kind of he kind of springboarded that. People tried to replicate him, but he was the best one to do it. And then just as he get got older, going from that aggressive, younger athlete that doesn't wasn't really worried about anything else to aging and and being coming more of an ambassador and like just trying to teach the younger generation this is how you go about your business this is how you be a good person this is how you be a good teammate and locker room guy that kind of legacy is not something that we forget easily basketball won't forget it this guy's a hall of famer for sure Uh, basketball won't forget it and i don't think we will he's going to be like I, i say hall of famer he's going to be a hall of fame post-career remembered person uh, as a basketball player and as a guy. So uh, a lot of great memories from Vince Carter, and I'm sure we haven't heard the last of him. He's somebody I can see being a great broadcaster. So uh, great career, great career for Vince. And, you know, it sucks to see him go out with everything going on. He deserves something better, but at least... At least we didn't see any like major decline. No one wanted to see him go out there and be terrible. He was always serviceable, and we'll always remember that. So, great career for Vince Carter. Now, let's get into kind of the meat of the news, at least, which is baseball. Baseball is back. Officially back. Here's what we're going to have. We'll get 60 games, regular season. Uh, that'll be opening day. So players are reporting around July 1st with a three-week spring training, their second one, spring training number two, which will put opening day around July 24th. That's what we're looking at. There won't be expanded playoffs. Um, the players did not want that. And I think the league kind of um, saw their logic in Now's not really the time we we're, we want to put a bad product in our playoffs. There's such a bad taste. Um, I used to hate that that phrase, uh, like a bad taste in my mouth, if it's not actual, you know, taste. Um, but honestly, I kind of get it now. You know, you always have those things that's like, I don't understand that saying. And then something happens. You, Yeah, now I get it. Now I get I got a bad taste in my mouth. I've had a bad taste in my mouth from the proceedings that baseball has dragged all itself and its fans through the past couple months. Um, But with that, they say, let's not put a 16-team playoffs out there and potentially have it be pretty bad playoffs. What everybody loves about baseball is our playoffs. It gets way better than the regular season, so let's make sure that's good. Totally agree with that. I like that. Um, So that logic coming from the players and then taken by baseball, agree with both of those points. So that's where we're going to get. 60 games starting around July 24th. Regular playoffs that we've had with the the play-in wild card and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be a 10-team playoff. Um, And we'll get after it. Spring training starts July 1st. That's coming real quick. Next, That's next Wednesday. Um couple of differences. There will be some rule changes. They And extra innings during the regular season at least. I don't believe this goes for the playoffs. But in extra innings starting in the... So that would be the top of the 10th 
a runner will go to second base, and that's how we will start. It'll be the the last out of the of the previous inning will go to second base, um, and we'll get after. I, you know, I don't mind this, especially with a, a shortened season. Throw all your stuff out there. Go try it. Um, you know, I, I'm i a fan of, of, of trying things. I'm not sure I'm going to love this one. But I sure, sure as hell don't hate it. Uh, I think there's still a lot of interesting game things that you can do around this. Um, do you intentionally walk the, next, the first guy? So now you've got first and second. Um, you know, especially in extra innings. Uh, those are decisions you have to make. Do you... From the offensive side, do you bunt over to, to third? One good way to try to get out of having to bunt is to just throw your bat down and stare at him right in his stupid eyes. Uh, the other real effective way is to just yell it out. Just tell the other team, like, hey, man, I'm fixing to fucking bunt. What are you trying to do? So I, I, I think there are still a lot of things within the game that this actually makes more exciting. And God knows that baseball occasionally needs that. Uh, so... Don't hate it. Don't know if I'm going to love it. We'll see. Um, and I believe, haven't been, wasn't able to confirm this, um, but I believe that they are going to do the universal DH for baseball this year. Um, yeah, they are. Just confirmed it. Bang, got it. And so they're doing the universal DH, and I love this. Been a proponent of this for a while now. Let pitcher pitchers are so specialized that they're not hitters anymore. And and I know there's like three guys that you can give me that can still kind of hit, but they're not professional hitters, and we all know that. Nobody wants them to come up in a big spot, and you know the result. So just give us a universal DH, and I think we're going to be able to get we're going to get that finally this year. So those are some rule changes. Some safety protocols. No contact celebrations. That's no high five. No fist bumps. Probably no butt pats. That's going to be a hard one for managers. Um, the no contact celebrations. Uh, I've heard some rumblings that the, those, if you high five somebody, that could even potentially be a suspension. That can't happen. Come on. That's ridiculous. Um, you know, I heard somebody say, like, these guys have been... That's what people do. We've been they've been doing it, playing baseball that way since they're seven years old, even earlier probably for most of these guys. And it's you can't you can't stop that on a dime. So they'll try, but there can't be suspensions for breaking that. There also be no dip, no seeds, no gum, none of that. That'll be a rough one for them. Um, the ball will be replaced after multiple players touch it. So I'm going to guess that excludes the pitcher and the catcher. Um, but if it's like grounder to short and he throws it to first, that ball, he gone. Um, that's another safety protocol for them. Um, and then the, the testing is going to be extreme. Players will have temperature screenings multiple times a day. And COVID, test, COVID tests multiple times a week. And any positive test will require two negative tests for reinstatement. So they're, they're taking it pretty seriously, which is good. Because um, the players didn't want the whole bubble thing. 
So they didn't do that, but you got to take it seriously. Got to be safe, and they're doing that. Uh, so I rec- I I I applaud those um, those recommendations and those safety protocols. So there you go. We're getting it back, and it's going to be really interesting to see the season. Now the, that's what's happening. I want to get into talking a little bit about how this like, how is this going to be different. Well, sixty games. What have we all always said? Urgency. You need less games. Now we're getting less than 50% of their games. And I couldn't be more excited. I think this is going to... People are going to be more invested quicker. It's going to change... Potentially, it's going to change the way managers manage, the way teams play. Like... Usually, analytics wants a bigger sample. That way it can even out over time. So, with 60 games, do we see more of the quote-unquote traditional baseball style? Pretend, I don't know. That's what I'm excited to see. Is, is what teams try and stick to those analytic guns and what teams say, well, we don't, we don't have the time. So we need to we need to get after it. We can't be messing around with oh the numbers the numbers will even out the numbers will even out. We have to we have to go because um, like people have been saying today, you get off to a ten and two start, you could that could mean you're in the playoffs for sure. You get off to a two and ten start, that could mean you're out for sure. So. This changes a lot. We could see different teams up at the top. Um, we could see, you know, see see different contenders, honestly, because people get hot or people have different pitching staffs. Um, people are more aggressive. You never know. So this, these are the kinds of things that we need to be looking for. Is what? How are teams changing with a different season, and how is the public? The the more um, what do they call it? Common fan or the uh, the less diehard fan, the average fan. How do they receive sixty games? Personally, I think it'll go off really well. And uh, how stubborn is baseball after that? Like, say this, say the ratings just go through the roof with sixty games, and it's not just like the first month is through the roof. The last month no the fifth month of the season you know say it's it's not going to be six months but say game 40 through game 50 or or 55 that those games are through the roof okay well that clearly tells you that people had interest and didn't lose interest which is usually what happens in the regular season starts off strong really dies maybe gets a little bit of a bump during the uh all-star game and just after so if it doesn't do that, if it stays a little bit more consistent this year, does baseball stay rigid? Do they say, ah, it's a fluke? What What are their reasonings to try and get back? Is it is it purely money? And do they try and lie to us or are they honest with us? Those are the All of these things have great implications with baseball as, uh, as a sport in general. And, you know, to baseball guys like me, this means a lot. This season could be huge. Um, so, yeah. I'm very interested to see the, if the style of play changes, if the public perception and reception changes. Uh, and I'm just excited that we're through the mud. We're through the quicksand. We're through the mud. We're back on the dry ground. Let's hit, now let's hit the road running. 
Okay, so that's the news for us. But uh, I have one topic that I want to give in the spirit of baseball being back. Now, when you do hit a home run, it's important to let everyone in the park know that you just hit a home run. All I'm going to do, it's going to be real simple. I'm going to go through each division, starting in the AL, moving to the, the NL. And I'm just going to give you some contenders. Like I say, some of these contenders, there's, there's not much research into this. I haven't like dove into these teams. I'm just, I'm going seat of my pants. This I've heard a little bit and here's what I'm going to give you. Uh, and, and here are some contenders to look for. Maybe I'll even give you a winner. Not sure. So let's do it. It's going to be quick. So, so strap in. Here we go. The AL East. I'm going to give you the Yankees at the top there. I actually think they benefited greatly from this whole break. Giancarlo Stanton, Stanton, always hurt. Judge was hurt last year. Severino, yes, he will be out, but Paxton was hurt last year. Now they've got a pit James Paxton back. They've got Garrett Cole ready to go for him. They've got their sluggers healthier. And uh, those Garrett Cole's arm needed some rest after the run the Astros made last year. Now he's got it. So the Yankees should come out firing those cheating, cheating Yankee, Yankee dandy doodles. Should win that, the AL East. Now, maybe followed by the Red Sox. They, they're pretty streaky. AL Central. Um, okay, this one's kind of more of a toss-up. You've got the Twins up there who can kind of come out of nowhere. They, I would say they're streaky. But I believe the Indians, uh, they have been in the past couple years, the strength of that division. I think they'll, they'll own it again. Their pitching uh, has been pretty good. Along with usually finding young talent from year to year in the past couple years. Uh, just different guys. The White Sox are a young team that are getting better. Does the shortened season help? We'll see. AL Central, that is. Let's move on to the AL West. Here's the big one for all us locals. The Mariners are here. Um, they will be behind. I, I, I don't know. I don't see much hope there. Remember, this is their rebuilding year. And really, even the pandemic can't help you when it's you've got money tied up and you need seasons to help that, that rebuild. So here we go. I think the athletics are probably um, my, uh, what do you call it? betting favorite, betting favorite there, the Oakland Athletics. But they're money ball. They're very analytic-based. How, does that affect them? We shall see. They will be like case study number one, at least for your boy, uh, to see exa exactly how the season plays out for them. The Astros. The Astros are probably 1B for this division. The only reason I didn't put them uh, ahead of the, the A's, because I think probably talent-wise, they're fairly even at this point. But the Astros... Yes, they're not going to have fans to be screaming at them about about their cheating ways, their dirty, dirty cheating ways. But uh, do they still feel it? Do they still get bombarded with questions every day about it? Do the opposing players still still throw them shit about it? Uh, you know, are they completely over that whole thing? It's easy to say you are, but then does it does it bleed in action wise into the next season? I think it might it might not be as bad, so they're probably uh, going to be a close second to the A's in this division. And then look out for the Angels. God knows we need some Mike Trout in the playoffs. Now that they've got a Madden's there, uh, 
and they, and they gave themselves what is it uh otani it gave himself some some time um we need we need the angels i think in the playoffs that's baseball as a whole my, my feeling just you know being a mariners fan is that i want none of these teams to make the playoffs because <laughs> i don't think the, the mariners are going to Let's move on to the ANL, moving to the, the National League. In the East, um, the Nationals, come on, returning champs. They've always got their chance. The Phillies, remember how much money they spent last year? This is an NFL thing where usually, you know, you take the Browns, for example. Everybody says two years ago, oh, this is the Browns year. They're finally back at Cud Bay, a Super Bowl. Well, usually it's the year after everyone says this is the Browns year that they're good. Maybe that's a Phillies thing. Last year, Phillies are supposed to be back. They were not in a big way. Maybe it's the year after everyone thought they were going to be good. And then a wild card, Braves, maybe Mets, I think could definitely make some noise in a shortened season especially. And with the universal DH. NL Central, the Cardinals, Brewers. The Brewers are probably case study number two. Probably they're probably number one in terms of national. Uh, I would say the Athletics. You know that's that's a personal case study. The Brewers, they're huge on analytics right now. All their uh, what is it? Not starters, but I don't I don't even remember lead. Guy, the people, the person that starts and he's not a starter. We'll see. The Brewers, pro, they, I mean, the, they've been the class of that division. The Cubs are also there. Um, and the Cardinals, that'll probably erase for two. But maybe, you know, the Brewers tend to disappear every once in a while. Um, so maybe the Cardinals come out with a hot year. They, they're kind of like the Giants in terms, the San Francisco Giants, in terms of just kind of picking their years. Uh, although it's not consistent as the Giants, even years. So, NL West, the last division. Who are our contenders there? It's the Dodgers. The Dodgers, um, best record in baseball last year. Uh, they play a great 60 games. They usually come out pretty hot. And I think they will continue to do that, continue to dominate. So... Dodgers, easy number one there. But who are behind them? Who could potential, potentially push in this crazy season? Maybe the Diamondbacks, who did. They, they were looking to rebuild. Uh, not rebuild, but really bolster their, their roster last year. They brought in multiple guys. Um, Sterling Marte, I believe. And I was excited to see the Diamondbacks coming into this year. And now I'm excited to see what they do in a shortened season. Uh, the Giants can always, you know, like I said, they can get hot. And then the Padres, how aggressive do the Padres want to be? They've got a really, really, really young uh, system, young, not clubhouse, but like their whole farm system, their whole whole roster, including AAA, AA, you know, on down. How aggressive do they want to be? In the shortened season, in throwing those young players that they've drafted and tried to cultivate, how aggressive do they want to be about getting them going? Do they say, this is a crazy year, let's go make some noise right now? Or do they say, ah, stick to our plan? So the Padres, maybe yes, maybe no. Most likely no, because they're the Padres. But hey, wouldn't it be exciting to see some just somebody brand new come out of nowhere? That could be the Padres. 
and that are your those are your six divisions. Those are some contenders. Just wanted to throw some names out there. Get the blood flowing. Just a couple in, uh, of teams for you guys to keep your eye on. And that is really all I've got for you. That's episode one seventeen. Went through the news, gave you some more trivia to think about, and I also gave you a bunch of division contenders to think about. So now you're sitting here waiting till July 24th. You're like, come on, man. I've got all these teams that Walt Disney's thrown in my face. I don't even get to see them for like another month. Maybe I get it too early. Or maybe it's just the right time. Okay, so that's this episode. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with me this week for episode 117. And, uh, you know, if you want to interact with us, just find us. Twitter, bold underscore nonsense. Instagram, bold dot nonsense. If you want to get real personal with it, just email us at boldnonsensepodcast at gmail.com. And you can definitely start a, a conversation. And, and we'll interact. We love, I mean, we love to talk to you guys. We love getting questions, suggestions, um, yelled at. We don't even care. Whatever you want to say, say it. Expect the show on Saturdays, usually, if you're new to this podcast. Expect the show Saturdays. If you're a senseless member already, have been for a while, you already know this. Um, Our best spots, Spotify, iTunes. On iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. It's, it's so simple. It's so easy to do. And it helps us out so much that it, it's just, it's, I mean, the, the, the risk reward here, especially for us, is amazing. For you, there's no risk. It's just reward. It's just reward. So help us out with that. Uh, and, and make that a good, make those good, especially the rating. Because that, that, that boosts our numbers. That gets more people to see. That gets more census members. And who doesn't want to build a community in these times? Okay, so for at Still Smooth, who is probably still working as of now, and it's 7.37 p.m., he's probably still got a couple more hours, according to him. That's a rough night. Hopefully, uh, he gets through it and is able to chill the rest of this week. But for him, much love, and I'm at Walsh Disney. If you love it, love us. Uh, this is Bull Donson's podcast. This is episode 117, and this is your inv- invitation to watch baseball in a month, and this is your invitation to stay senseless. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Thank you very little. I hate goodbyes. It's over. Go home. Go. Go.